0: From round the corner to your street and neighbourhood, this is Pablo for Breakfast. King of the Nerds, Adam Ross, back with us on a Friday. Adam, you were at the Scream 6. That's what we're up to. No (laughs) Neve Campbell either. Ooh, controversial. (laughs) Uh, What was it like? Did it give you a fright?
1: Now, look, this is Scream 6, so, you know, if I say it's bad, people are like, yeah, duh, water's wet. Like, what did you expect, dude? You know, okay. And so, um, look, I walked in the cinema and there were guys in Scream masks um, running around trying to terrify us. so I was on edge when I walked in. Uh, the number one thing that Scream 6 has going against it is that Scream 5 was actually good. Now, Scream 5 was a bit of a reboot, legacy sequel hybrid, but it was kind of metatextual, and it talked about how franchises lose their way and toxic fans want to control the narrative. And we've seen that online with things like Marvel and Star Wars where people don't get the plot points that they want, and then they start Facebook pages and petitions, and they go ballistic. I mean, we had the Snyder Cut, like a whole other version of a movie came out because fans were angry. So Scream was tapping into that you know, popular culture kind of zeitgeist, Mm. Scream Six doesn't have as much to say now. Scream Six is high camp in places. Um, Courtney Cox here slays as Gail Weathers. Um, she's like she's the only one really returning because, as you just said, oh well, um, I don't want to spoil about what's happened to some of the other characters, but Nev Campbell isn't present here and i don't think that i have ever felt uh the absence of a leading star in a franchise more uh, a friend of mine said to me all this stuff about her pay negotiations is a lie and she's going to show up and it's going to be the biggest twist of the year and it, <laughs> and i'm here and i don't think this is a spoiler it's not true she doesn't <laughs> show up she's not in this film but look if you want to see people get stabbed i reckon that this movie has approximately nine thousand stabbings in it so like i mean uh, but, look, it's to me, it's kind of jumping the shark in the regard that, you know, like, I mean, characters are getting stabbed here 40 to 50 times on screen, and then they're surviving. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, the thing is meant to be... It's meant to be gory, gooey fun. Uh, some of the cast are good here. Jenna Ortega is great, and Melissa Barrera is good. Uh, Samara Weaving in a small role is good as well. I mean, but just, look... You know, if you're going to go on the roundabout for a sixth time, give us, you know, some new thrills. And I just, I felt that this one was like compared to number five.
0: Now the snowy mountains are on the uh, the screen. The driver's wife, it's now on binge
1: this uh yeah can't be any further than you know i mean you've got mega budgeted scream six studio picture and then you've got the drover's wife here which is a passion project from australian uh, actress leah purcell so we are kind of living i think like in a golden era here of outback westerns uh like a few years ago we had the proposition that was great and then we've had sweet country we've had the nightingale uh australia like especially around you know like turn of the century was a very inhospitable place and so this western here uh which is about a character, Molly Johnson, who's a heavily pregnant pregnant woman who basically has everything up against her and it's kind of like a, a tale of endurance here. Like, this is another good addition to that canon and I think that, you know, like, when you take in consideration as well that, like, Leah Purcell here is the director, the writer, the producer, the star, the star of the film, um, you know, when you take that all into consideration, it's quite an achievement. So if you're after kind of the antithesis of big Hollywood blockbusters and you want to see, a, you know, a small, can-do, gritty, Australian Outback uh, thriller. I don't think you can do much better than The Drover's Wife. Well.
0: Speaking of thrillers, Nope is now on Netflix as well.
1: Now, I talk about an acquired taste. Jordan Peele has, like, you know, quickly and meteorically, like, just risen up the ranks to now being this new massive auteur filmmaker. And so, like, I mean, look, Get Out did make an enormous splash. I can't deny that. And and Us did as, did as well. Nope is kind of like his third outing, and he, and he does these weird kind of hybrids of kind of, of science fiction, meets horror, meets social commentary. And for some people, they think that it's just, you know, it's basically as elevated as cinema gets and that it's just peppered with all this kind of, like, symbolism and deep meaning. There are some really interesting interesting elements to note but i think that this is someone getting a little bit too high on their own supply effectively daniel kaluya here is a rancher and there is a very mysterious crowd a cloud and bad things are happening whenever it gets near it. So, I mean, Nope was sold as a mystery box film, effectively like a really obscure trailer, a really obscure poster going, we're just going to tell you nothing about this movie and we hope that you discover it on its own. So the movie does contain some pretty, you know, big surprises and revelations, and I'm kind of, you know, a bit reluctant to spoil them here. And look, stylistically, the movie's fantastic. It's gorgeously shot. But I just, I'm not entirely on Peel's wavelength, I think I've kind of decided. But look... Once again, I'm a very diplomatic critic. Make up your own mind.
0: Now I am going to let you pronounce this last one. Colin Farrell, he's in a movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Firstly, what the hell is it called?
1: the banshees of insurance so no, look I would um the banshees of insurance uh, I look I would be lying if I said I hadn't practiced pronouncing this in the mirror <laughs> and I'm probably and I'm probably still butchering it today you know um, now this just dropped on Disney plus and uh, there are a couple of reasons to watch this one because it's a fantastic movie uh, from Martin McDonough here who gave us three billboards outside Ebbing Missouri and in Bruges but also it is up for a slew of Oscars so Colin Farrell is nominated for best actor for this Mm -hmm. uh, and so and Brendan Gleeson in best supporting uh, effectively is set on an Irish Isle Two best friends have an unexplained falling out. One just decides that he doesn't like the other, and he says, "I'm not your drinking partner anymore. I'm not your buddy anymore. Don't come around to my house." And basically, I've just had enough of you. And then the movie kind of goes from there. And uh, look, it's it's very philosophical. This movie. It's very deeply sad. And I think that you know that it's kind of a film that's polarizing. And you can either identify with either one of the characters. I kind of get where both these men are coming from, you know. Um. But I think that it's got spectacular performances. Um, it's a very quirky. Like strange film, but um, there's a reason why it's got these Oscar noms and why it's resonated with a lot of people. I think it is top shelf stuff.
0: Good recommendations for this weekend to sink your teeth in. And Adam Ross, of course, we'll catch up in a week's time. No worries, Pablo. The feel good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast.